You are now listening to the Random Black Person in Canada podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about hockey. Let's go. I'm super excited to be talking to you guys once again. Quickly want to appreciate everyone who continues to share the stuff, uh, who continues to engage me and send me messages anywhere you can, LinkedIn, Instagram, uh, Twitter, asking about the episodes and things you thought. I actually appreciate it. Um, it makes me feel nice that at least you're listening and that also you are intrigued by the topic. So please feel free. I'm more than happy to engage at any time of your choosing. As you can imagine, um, as those of you who know what I do for a living, I run the mobile apps for Sportsnet at this time of this recording, because obviously sometime in the future I might change. <laughs> but I'm having a blast running things where I'm working, and it's a ton of work. One of the key components of my job, as you can imagine, working for a big broadcaster who is focused on sports in this country, we almost almost exclusively are very good at hockey and coverage of hockey. And so I felt, I feel like it was time I finally talk about the game of hockey, my influence on it and my thoughts around the game as it goes along. So naturally, if you've been anywhere near Canada at all, this is literally Canada's one game that we had pretty much the best in the world at. Like if you're looking for the best of any athlete type, Generally, you know, we'll be okay at basketball. Like we invented basketball. Well, let me not say we because I wasn't part of it. But a Canadian, <laughs> I just realized we, no, 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 you're not, you're not there. So it's not we. A Canadian invented basketball. I wasn't there. Let me not take any credit. It wasn't group work. It wasn't a group assignment. I wasn't. Anyways, that's beside the point. So a Canadian invented basketball. And as you can imagine, they're a bunch of, Americans who just took it over and just dominated. One of the few places you can find Canadians at the very pinnacle of the sport is hockey. And as you can imagine, I talked about how cold this country is. So it makes sense that we are very good at winter sports. It just makes sense. Like if you are always in the winter, you will figure out your way. So hockey, I've actually been to one game live. And it was mind-blowing. There's lots of similarities between hockey and soccer. So if you've watched football, which is what it should be named, but in this part of the world, you know, soccer. If you've watched football at all in any capacity, it is relatively the same compared to hockey. So you have a spherical, I would just say, or a circular object, which is a ball in soccer. But in hockey, it's a rubber puck. So it's black. It's noticeable on the ice, and the ice is generally white with lines defined. There are two goals on either side of the field, or, you know, in hockey, an ice rink. And essentially, there's a goalkeeper in hockey, it's called goaltender. And there are offside rules in hockey as well. So if you get the basic concept of soccer in the way, you know, you can pass the ball around until you find an opening to shoot and score, hockey is relatively the same. So I'll just give you quick context to what I'm talking about before we get into other parts. So 
of course, the complexity of hockey is you have to skate on ice. There is a stick because you're not kicking with your feet because if you were to kick with ice skates, that would be hella dangerous. Like that would just be a disaster. You have a stick, which you pass the puck around and obviously you can shoot and score and all those kind of things, you know, as expected. And then obviously you also have to wear a lot of gear, a lot of gear, naturally. The um, skates on your feet, um, the jerseys, the pads all over and a helmet because the puck moves very fast. And if that thing hits your face, it's pretty much done for. You will notice as well, that a lot of hockey players tend to lose their teeth. And that to me is just mind blowing. And apparently it's a sign of being a macho player. Yeah. So that is the basic premise of hockey and the equipment you need. It's a very expensive sport to learn about. Now you can imagine for an immigrant, the confusion of seeing these people in all this gear to play a sport that really has what, maybe five people aside. And it is just impressive. So you have to have the basic skill of being able to skate, which is fine, you know, being able to turn on a dime back and forth. And this game is hella intense. Like it is end to end action. It's not like football that you get to pause, you know, reset the game and all that. Like, I mean, you can reset in hockey, but it's, you do not get a breather. It is straight action back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I found and I asked a few people, why do people like this? Where they well, because because of what I just talked about, the end to end action. And so I'm like, but you understand soccer is relatively the same. And they're like, yeah, but it takes too long to develop. It takes too long for any action to happen. It's, it's kind of boring if you're just waiting for it. And you know what? After watching the hockey game, I can respect it. I don't have to agree with it, but I can respect it. You know what? Fair, fair play because it's straight up back, to, back and forth. The other side to it, and if you watch any hockey game that is essentially mind-blowing, is the fighting. How come a sport allows you to fight and it's normal? I still don't know. I'm just going to tell you now. <laughs> In case you think there's some you know, profound solution that I'm going to... Nope, still don't know. Still don't know. This is my first season watching from start to finish. So I still don't know. For context, I watched the entire playoffs from the lens of an observer where I have no interest in the game, no skin in the game. I was just watching because like, I've seen this thing ever since I've been here and I've just not paid it much mind. The key thing here to talking about hockey or even watching hockey is finding a way to put some skin in the game. So when I joined my team and joined my company, I remember claiming the Ottawa Senators as my de facto team. The reason was simple. I've been in Ottawa for how many years? Pretty much grew up there. It just becomes my hometown at this point. So hometown club, the Ottawa Senators. Now, I have realized in hindsight that that is a terrible life decision because the Senators are not very good. They're just not very good. They're just, they're just not. The story goes, they're on the ascendancy though. So we have a young player, you know, a group of young players, a young core, I should say, who are getting better over time. So I guess I'll just rock with them because whatever. It's an okay team, not the greatest. Probably shouldn't expect much from them for any time soon, but they're okay. They're all right. So either ways, I'm a rock with them. That's my hometown club. So 
I'm a Sens fan of automatically, and now I have to look out for buying jerseys from the Sens. <sighs> Man, this is giving me Arsenal PS- PTSD all over again. Just supporting the club because, you know, reasons. And, you know, I don't do that no more with Arsenal, by the way. I don't do that. You know, I grew up with them and that was my team. But I don't do that no more. So we've left Arsenal alone. I would just, I just don't, I don't do that. You know, to miss me with that. That is a time in my life I don't ever want to go back to. But anyways, beside the point. So the Sens, <laughs> the Sens are my team. And um, it is what it is. Now, some of the interesting things I'm just going to talk about throughout the rest of this podcast is just... Some things that maybe, you know, if you want to have any trivia nights and someone asks you some random things about hockey, you can just be like, you know what, fun fact, did you know? I will just toss it all there. The Leafs are the most valuable franchise. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, obviously in the middle of Toronto, are the most valuable franchise in the NHL. Worth over $2 billion. $2 billion with a B. I didn't know that. I, I always thought like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I know of the Leafs. But I trivialized them because I was like, eh, just the Leafs. But like, I'm telling you, the most valuable team in all of the NHL. This is including America. Wow. So, wow. That's one. The most successful franchise or sports team in all of the NHL is the Montreal Canadiens. So the Canadiens are the most successful team in the NHL. Also didn't know that. I'm just like, wow. Okay. So the things you learn as you start discovering this crazy sport. I already talked about how there's offside in this, right? But the offside rules for hockey are slightly different in that if you watch any game, and maybe this might help you if you just want to, you know, give it a try. No, give it a shot. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? There are two blue lines in the middle of the hockey rink. When a team is going to the opposite side of the field, if the puck crosses the blue line before all the players, you are not offside. So you can successfully take the puck across the blue line and then players can join you on the other side. But the puck cannot, so players cannot cross the blue line before the puck. That is considered offside. In soccer or in football, for a lot of you who I know watch football instead, the way offside works is a player cannot be behind the last person on the defensive line. And if the ball pass, it gets passed to you, then you're offside. But in hockey, the puck has to cross the blue line before players can be there. And the reason why they do that is so that players don't go camping on the other side of the field and they can just send the puck over. So you have to essentially move the ball and the players together. Interesting rule. I'm like, wow, that, okay, you know what? I can get used to that as an offside sense. You know, makes sense. You want to essentially keep players from camping. Same thing with football. You want to keep players from camping on the other side, waiting for the ball and you just keep sending it. So there's that. There's also this weird thing called icing. Again, all about stopping you from just sending the puck all the way. The puck cannot cross those two blue lines without any player being in the middle. Something, something strange like that. And I was like, wow, again, these guys have developed this game. And then the key thing I was like, okay, so how long has... Hockey as an organized sport essentially been. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you a second just to think about it. Just the organized game of hockey. Just ballpark. When do you think it has started? Ballpark. Five, four, three, two, one. 1917. Didn't see that coming. 
1917. That is like before any of the world wars. Like what? What? Hey. Yo. Oh, wow. I was impressed by that. And I was like, okay. I mean, wow. As an organized league. So the inaugural NHL league, 1917-1918. So it's impressive. I mean, if we're being honest, like hockey has gone on for a very, very long time. Other random facts. That's, again, you didn't care to know. A woman has actually played in an NHL game. A woman has played one time preseason. Her name, Manon Reume. And I'm not sure if I got that right or not, but she's from Quebec. And she played goaltender once in preseason. I believe it was Tampa Bay Lightning. So, I mean, hockey is not that bad. So I'm going to be watching it this season. We'll see how it goes. There are seven teams in all of Canada. No. And I, I mean, obviously I've picked... Now the Senators as my team. I know it's going to end in tears. <laughs> because, of course, like, of course, when you go hometown club and you're not picking for who's going to be a winner, it just is what it is. If you're looking for winners, then obviously I'm going to be Tampa Bay Lightning because those guys have, what, they won three in a row or something like that. But I, I don't really think that's going to be fun because I'm never going to get to see a Tampa Bay game unless they come to a Canadian team. And I'm really not interested in flying out to see them. But I can always go see a Sens game You'll probably come to Toronto at some point. You know, Toronto Sens. I could always, I'm sorry, I said Toronto. <laughs> Leafs versus the Sens. Funny enough, that game is also called the Battle of Ontario. So, you know, it's kind of like a derby game if you watch football. You know what I'm saying? Like there's derby matches, you know, North London Derby, London Derby. Ontario has its own derby. The Leafs versus the Sens. Now, the Leafs generally always win. But every once in a while, the Sens can pull an upset. Every once in a while. So, yeah, I have a team in hockey. And I want to tell you guys about it. So please pray for me because honestly, I'm probably not going to watch them enough to be invested. But but if they get very good, you're going to hear all about it. You know this. <laughs> you people will not hear the last of it if the sense are very good. Now, obviously, I care if the Leafs are good because I'm just in Toronto as well and I can always just blend in. But the sense are my team. Um, last thing I'm going to say about the Leafs. The rumor goes... The Leafs are always good in the regular season, but always lose in the playoffs. Isn't that something? Like, just almost always, if not always. <laughs> but generally, lose in the playoffs. Now, I got to see that in real time this last playoff season, of course. But, I mean, we'll see if it happens again. Obviously, in the regular season, they're going to be good. So, that is a standard. But how they perform now in the next season, or in the playoffs, sorry, which is late further down in April. Obviously, I'll come back and I'll update you guys. Further down in April, it's going to be an interesting thing. So now you know enough things to, you know, start discussing with your friends at work because I know a number of people who, you know, look like me and are my reflection essentially will stay away from hockey. As you know, in Canadian culture, um, small talk is very important for corporate life. And if you are going to become a part and parcel of Canadian fabric, get into hockey, man. Um, it's not that hard to understand. It's not as exciting as anything you know, for sure. But it's not the worst. 
I'll be here to give you as many dubs as I know and as I find. And we'll take it from there. Um, the, oh yeah, there was one more random fact. Ah, damn it. See, I almost forgot. So the trophy at the end of the Stanley uh, playoffs, actually, intriguingly enough, is the same trophy throughout. It is um, unlike the NBA. In the NBA's case, the trophy is made anew every time. So the Stanley Cup, when you win it, is the same trophy since, I believe, what, 1930? Or however long it has been introduced. So that cup is the same one for, for generations now. Whereas the NBA makes a new trophy every season. Bet you didn't know that. Same thing with the NFL. Every year, that trophy is different. So every team gets to take it home and keep it permanently. Whereas with the Stanley Cup, you have to return it back. Kind of like the World Cup. So see what I'm saying? Similarity with soccer slash football. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope I've been able to, <laughs> let, me, let me take this back and do this properly like, like they did when it taught us how to debate in Nigeria. With this few words of mine, I hope I've been able to convince you and not confuse you that hockey is similar to soccer. <laughs> oh man, growing up, growing up Nigerian. What a time. Anyways, guys, I'll catch you guys in the next one. Peace.